everyone. I am Wyatt, and welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. If you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram, and also anywhere that you get your podcasts. Drop in and leave us a good review there. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the movie 65. This movie stars Adam Driver and Ariana Greenblatt. It is written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. It was originally released on March 10th of this year, 2023, and has recently been moved to Netflix, where it is gaining a lot of traction. A lot of people are really talking about it. It's up there in you know, the Netflix top 10 list. Uh, so I decided to kind of go in and, and give it a watch, finally, because like a lot of other folks, whenever this movie came out, I was kind of skeptical on it, you know, especially in like any dinosaur movies that are outside of the you know the Jurassic Park Jurassic World series you know it's, it's a very mixed bag you know you don't really get a lot of them that goes you know to the theaters a lot of them are direct to streaming you know to be direct to DVD even you know a lot of dinosaur flicks are B movies and not very good but since it is on Netflix I decided to sit down and give it a watch and my thoughts were kind of right <laughs> I was, I was kind of right my first impressions of watching this movie, it just immediately like turning it on within the first 10, 15 minutes, it feels like a direct-to-streaming movie. It feels like something that should have just been released directly to Netflix, you know, Hulu, HBO Max, something like that. It doesn't have the feel of a triple A movie or something that should be released in theaters. I'm not gonna go so far to say that it feels like cheap or anything like that. It's just there's just a certain quality about it that doesn't feel feel like it should be released in the movies it feels like it's that's a direct to streaming movie just kind of like the way some of the sets are some of the cg in it some of the acting for sure uh just the the overall just feel of the movie and the presentation it feels like it should have been released direct to, to streaming and not only that it feels like it should have been a series or it feels like it may have been developed as a series originally and maybe they kind of shortened it to a movie but I, I feel like if they would have stretched it out and found somewhere to go with it, it would have made a decent series on Netflix or something. But with whoever wrote this movie, I'm not sure they would have been able to stretch this out for the course of a season or so, mainly because the writing in this movie isn't great whatsoever. I mean, right off the bat, this movie is a very mediocre film. I mean, it's it's not very good, but it's not really bad or terrible. It, it kind of toes the line of being like a cheesy B-movie. Uh, without a lot of the cheesiness, it, it really takes itself seriously for the most part. There's a couple of little comedic relief type moments, but for the most part, it kind of takes itself very seriously with the story that it portrays, which there really isn't much of. Basically, just the story is Adam Driver is a pilot who gets tasked to go on a two-year-long mission to deliver this colony of people, I would assume. They're in cryosleep in the, the whole back of this ship. The only person awake is Adam Driver. And he, his two-year-long mission is to deliver this cargo somewhere. You don't know where. But, of course, along the way, he ends up going through, like, a, an asteroid or meteor field. You know, shit goes awry. You know, the plane crashes on a, a mysterious planet. And as of anybody that, you know, has seen anything on this movie, it's full of dinosaurs. And on this planet, Adam Driver is the lone survivor, or so he thinks, because one of the cryopods actually is preserved. Everybody else ended up dying, but one survived, and it's this, I believe it's a nine or ten year old girl. The only problem is, she is from a different region of where he comes from, so she doesn't speak the same language as him. So there's two people and there's a language barrier in between, so he's trying to communicate the best he can through like little drawings and whatnot. But the majority of the movie is them trying to get from point A from where they crashed to the escape pod, which landed, you know, 
way on the other side of where they're at. You know, it, it's, it's going to take a trek there. It's an adventure. But my only problem is there's not much in between. A whole majority of this movie is just them going from point A to point B. And in between is just periods of them walking and then just running into random dinos and they get attacked. That's really the gist of it. There's no real twists or turns or anything of that nature. There really isn't much going on other than these two people just trying to communicate with each other and trying to survive as they go out through this journey. Now, if that sounds kind of bland or boring and uh, not really that entertaining, for the most part, you are correct. Not a lot is happening in this movie. The only real decent parts or, you know, really entertaining parts are, like I said, when they run into these dinosaurs where... The dinosaurs are the best part of the movie overall. I mean, that's what everybody's probably going to watch this movie for are the dinosaurs. Uh, the dinosaur designs are okay. Originally, they wanted to go and make these dinosaurs authentic to what they may have actually looked like. And then from for some reason whatsoever, they're like, you know what? You know, it's a sci-fi movie. We're just going to kind of go and do our own thing. I mean, you do have like the T-Rex in there. You have like a raptor. But for the most part, all the other dinosaurs, from what I understand, are fictional. They're just completely made up for the movie. Really boggled my mind reading this. Because if you're similar like me and you just saw the title of the movie and you saw, oh, it's a crash landing on a planet full of dinosaurs, you may have picked up on what the twist may have been. They crash landed on Earth 65 million years ago. Adam Driver and this little girl and all the other people in their cryotubes are technically aliens from a different planet. And they crash landed on Earth 65 million years ago, not just in the time of the dinosaurs, but at the exact day that the dinosaurs are about to go extinct. That asteroid slash meteor field that uh, Adam Driver's ship went through and crashed was a part of the huge giant meteor that eventually plummets to Earth, killing and exterminating all the dinosaurs. Overall, I thought it was a really cool idea to have like a humanoid alien species just come to Earth 65 million years ago, but to have it on the exact same day that the meteor that killed the dinosaurs is about to come down, it's, it's such a, you know... Weird coincidence to throw in there. And that's really the kind of ticking clock of the movie that you get introduced to half over halfway through is the meteor that's going to come down. And that's really one of my other huge issues with this. Not just the meteor itself, but they introduce to you that they crash land on Earth at the very beginning of the movie. At the very beginning of the movie, when the rest of the movie, there's really not much going on, you really should have, you know, saved that twist for later or towards the end of the movie. Because with everything not, with a lot of kind of uneventful stuff happening story-wise, I mean, you're getting dinosaur attacks and stuff, but story-wise, not a lot is going on. You need some twists and turns. You need a twist like that either three quarters of the way or at the very end to make you be like, oh, that makes total sense, you know, but there's real, there's no surprise to it. You know it at the very beginning of the movie and then halfway through the movie when they, they happen to look up at the sky and they see like the red, little red comet or meteor, it clicks in your head like, oh, okay, that's the meteor that killed the dinosaurs and then 20 minutes to a half hour later, they say, oh my gosh, this meteor's gonna come down and kill everything. When it's like, you as an audience are figuring this out not only probably before you even watch the movie, but 20 minutes into the movie, you have this movie figured out and it doesn't reveal anything new to you. 
and it kind of makes you feel dumb when you're watching it in a way because it's like yeah it's explaining information that you already picked up on a half hour or 40 minutes ago in the movie you're like yeah i got this what else is going to happen and nothing really does other than more just dinosaur attacks and them trying to get off the off the planet which kind of makes for a dull affair now you do kind of have some an emotional part of the story that kind of works in a way and that's adam driver the whole point of him going on this two year long mission is because if he goes on the mission, his, the company he works for will like triple his pay and that'll give him the money to afford his daughter's operation to kind of help save her life. She has some kind of disease that they can't treat and that money will help save her. But the problem is to do this, he's going to be gone from his family for two years. So the whole time that he's gone, like when you're on the ship before it crashes and then after it crashes, he's watching these little like, I guess these little discs, these little memories or little videos that his daughter has sent him while he's been on his trip. And you're kind of getting a timeline throughout the movie in a way. It's not enough to carry the movie whatsoever. I mean, it's definitely something there to be kind of a subplot to kind of have an emotional tie. But it's definitely not a, a plot that could drive the whole movie like it tries to do. And, you know, this other, this nine, ten-year-old girl, this survivor that's with him, he has to watch over her and protect her. And it kind of helps him in a way because it, it kind of fills the void of his daughter. But it's not enough to carry the movie whatsoever. And the other biggest issue I have with this is what I mentioned before is the language barrier. You have two characters that go out through the, the course of this hour and a half movie. A majority, 98% of this movie is just these two characters and they can't communicate with one another. They don't speak each other's language. Whereas like, if you had other survivors, if you had other people within those cryopods that would have survived and you would have had other people that he could have interacted with, that would have worked. Because then throughout the movie, he would be kind of helping her communicate, trying to help maybe she can understand him. He cannot kind of understand what he she is saying. But when it's just those two characters, I don't think it works. It just doesn't play well at all. I feel like you needed some other characters for him to bounce off of or to communicate with. And also just to be those, you know, Star Trek red shirts, to be some, you know, some, you know, dino chow, to be some cannon fodder at some point. You need to, this movie needed to have some kills in it. I mean, these two people are the only people in the movie. There's really no kills other than Adam Driver just going around with a space gun just blasting the shit out of dinosaurs. That's the only killing you're getting in this movie. Uh, dinosaurs aren't going out and fucking munching on humans or anything like that, which you could have had a couple of these other you know, people in these cryopods survive. I understand that they probably all would have died towards the end and it would have been just Adam Driver and this other girl, but man, you needed something else in this movie to, to help it you know, pace it along or carry it along, have some kind of conflict in between them. Like, oh, we want to go this way. They want to go this way. I don't know. You could have did something more with it because you have the setup in the beginning, but in the middle of this movie, it is just a, you know, a drag for the most part. Like I mentioned, it's just walking from place to place. Here's a dinosaur attack. Walking from place to place. Here's a dinosaur attack. It just kind of grows old after a while. I mean, there's some cool shots in there. First time you see this movie's version of the T-Rex, it's there's like this waterfall in this cave that they're behind, and you don't even see that. It's just standing there until the lightning strikes, and you see the, the silhouette in the background, and it's such a cool shot. And I forget which video game it was. I, I believe it might have been Dino Crisis, uh, and, there, and it also did in, I believe, like Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, I believe. 
and at the very beginning of that movie. But there's a couple other play of, uh, you know, forms of media that did like the lightning with the T-Rex. And it's such a cool shot, no matter where, you know, no matter where it happens. It's an amazing shot. And it was really well done in this movie. There's a couple other cool shots as well. And there's, there's, but for the most part, it's just not exciting. It's just not, it, it definitely loses its, uh, it definitely loses its edge and it definitely loses its entertainment value after the the second dino attack or third dino attack where you're like, okay, this is just going to go into a, a repeating thing until the movie just kind of ends. Now, I'm not saying it's it's all such a dull affair. I mean, there's a couple exciting scenes with some dinosaurs. There's a couple kind of creepy moments with the dinosaurs, uh, but they just they didn't really go that far with them. They could have been a lot creepier. They could have did a lot more of a uh, they could have brought more of a horror aspect to it in a way or took it a lot further. But there, there are some comedic moments. There was, there was a couple of funny moments that made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, specifically, there is one point where he has to lift the girl up onto like this this ridge that he can't climb up to, and he gives her a rope. He's like, "Yeah, make sure you tie it tight. Make sure you tie it tight so I can climb up." And she is taking forever, and he's just like, "What is what is going on?" And then finally, the rope comes down, and he climbs up, and she literally wraps this rope around like seven different trees to make sure it's tight. And he's like. Good job. That was that got a pretty good chuckle out of me. I thought that was pretty funny. And there's a couple other spots in the movie that have you know some comedic element to it. Like uh, she ends up finding like this pink this pink flower near like this this riverbed. She tries to put it in his hair, and he's like, "No, get it away from me!" In the very next scene, it's just him walking with this flower in his hair. You know, I like some of those nicer, lighter elements that it brings. You know, in between some of the dino attacks and just the moments where it really tries to take itself too seriously, or Adam Driver's just brooding just trying to figure out what's going to happen next or what to do next. Another one of the issues I had was the decision-making in some of this, uh, just kind of where it went from a writing standpoint to also like what, why would these characters do this sort of thing? Like he crash lands on this planet. He does a scan. It hasn't been explored at all. It's an unexplored planet. And he, he walks out, kind of takes a look around and everything. And then one of the first things he decides to do is like, okay, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> when it's like, dude, you, you took, you know, 20 steps outside of your ship and you're like, yep, that's it. I'm just going to end it. I'm going to kill myself. He doesn't bother to go, you know, searching around, seeing what's on the planet or anything or, or looking around. He just takes 20 steps out. He's like, you know what? Nope. I'm the only survivor. I'm just going to kill myself until he finds out that one of the, the cryopods hasn't been destroyed and, and there's possibly a survivor. So he goes looking and then he finds a girl. But it was just like, why would you just instantly like, all right, I'm going to kill myself. I'm not going to try to survive or kind of go out across this world trying to find, you know, maybe possibly some forms of life or something, you know. And there's some just some other things throughout the movie. There's like these little bombs that he has like these little circular like they look like marbles or whatever and you like you click them or whatever and you throw them they blow up they're like little grenades he gives a bag of them to the girl and to during one of the dinosaur fights with like this little dinosaur that's chasing her it's like a little raptor i guess she just deton throws the whole bag in and detonates the whole bag she just doesn't take one or two out to, to help nope she just wastes all of them when they could have been useful later in the movie and it's just some of the decision making it just doesn't make any sense for like as from a character's point of view and just from a writing point of view. It's like, why, why would they do this specifically at the end? I mean, spoiler alert, you know, the escape pod is flipped upside down. There's two T-Rexes that are trying to attack him. He ends up killing a couple of the T-Rexes with the gun that he has, which it must be a super powerful space weapon he has because it kills a T-Rex with one shot to the head, which was 
pretty damn impressive, I must say. But then there's this huge super mega dinosaur that comes after him. And you think that's going to be it. You know, the dinosaur chases him. You think he's going to die. You think that's it. And then he comes across this geyser that he comes across at the beginning of the movie that, you know, geysers, as they're known, are boiling water. They're super hot. And he kind of lures the dinosaur, super mega dinosaur in to kind of kill it with the boiling water geyser. And it hits the dinosaur, but it doesn't kill it. And then... As it's gonna about to kill him, the girl just runs up with this spike that she has from earlier in a movie and stabs it in the eye, which is like, where did this girl? This girl was in the ship ten minutes ago. She just decided to run across this whole land to stab this dinosaur in the eye. That's huge. This dinosaur is way bigger than these T Rexes, and she just runs straight up to its eye and stabs it. And then the geyser pops up for a second time and decides to melt its face off when it didn't melt its face in the first place unless it kind of took a step back but it looked like it got blasted the first time so I don't know why a second blast would have killed it but not the first I don't know didn't make sense to me maybe I missed something maybe someone who watched it can explain it to me in the comments go right ahead either way whether I'm right or wrong it wasn't a very exciting ending uh bringing that that weird dinosaur in at the very end you could have ended it with the two t-rexes because through the course of the whole movie it's it's building up that t-rex you don't even you don't really get to see it until the very end it kind of teases you with it as it's going along and then you get two t-rexes at the very end and adam driver's like fuck it man i'm just gonna take this gun and shoot it in the face a couple times and kill him and that's it and you think the movie's gonna end they're gonna get in the ship and then this huge mega dinosaur comes out and that lasts maybe like five minutes and it's like why wouldn't you just kind of extend that scene with the t-rexes make it a little bit more exciting or something and then instead of having this other dinosaur just coming out of nowhere didn't make really much sense to me uh i don't know they just kind of needed some more excitement i guess because the rest of the movie wasn't very exciting at all but 65, it, it's just a mixed bag, man. It's very mediocre. If you don't see this, you're really not missing much. It doesn't bring anything new to the, the dinosaur action genre or anything like that. Uh, you're better off going to watch some other movies. And like Jurassic Park, of course, is one of the greatest dinosaur. If is the greatest dinosaur movie of all time is Jurassic Park. You're better off going to watch any movie in that franchise. And yes, I do mean Jurassic Park 3 or, or Fallen Kingdom. Maybe not Dominion. I would probably watch 65 over Jurassic Park Dominion. That movie was bad. That movie was boring. And I have a review for Jurassic Park Dominion as well. Go watch that if you want. You'll see my whole rant on that movie. That movie is god-awful. But yeah, that is my review of 65 starring Adam Driver, who carries this movie on his back, even though he doesn't really have much to do himself. Now, out of a buy it, rent it, or miss it... I would, I'm leaning towards miss it, but if you were a fan of dinosaur movies, I would give it a watch. Give it a one-time watch if you like dinosaurs or dinosaur flicks. Um, that's the reason why I watched it, and it was okay. It was very mediocre. Out of, um, so I would, I would say if you're interested in dinosaurs, give it a one-time watch. If you're impartial, skip it. You're not really missing anything.
But that is the review for this week. Uh, next week's episode should be a big one. It is our second episode of Heroes of Our Time, where we are going to be reviewing Superman from 1978, starring Christopher Reeves and directed by Richard Donner. It's going to be a great one. I cannot wait to talk about that flick. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, check us out wherever you get your podcasts, pretty much available anywhere. So drop in and leave us a good review, and we'll see everybody next week. 